Welcome to the Great Communicators podcast presented by the MIT Office of Graduate Education, a professional development podcast expressly designed to bring lessons from the field to our graduate student researchers. My name is Adam Greenfield, and in this special episode, we're going to get a different perspective on the things we've heard so far. We asked a few MIT grad students to listen to the interviews we conducted with these great speakers, then provide feedback on what they heard. In this episode, my name is Jennifer Sharoni, and I'm a grad student here at MIT in the Department of Biology. More particularly, I study post-transcriptional gene regulation um, and how microRNAs act in neurons. Jennifer is in the fifth year of her PhD program at MIT, but so far hasn't spoken in front of too many audiences. I haven't given any conference talks. I've, you know, I've given uh, like posters you know, where you're talking to people in your field, and then it's much easier to communicate, I think. So with varied and limited experiences in public speaking, Jennifer's obstacles are along the path of just knowing the audience and what their level of understanding of the topic at hand is. I think for me, the, the issues come when you're trying to communicate with somebody where you don't really know what their background is in that field. Um, so, you know, you, you have to kind of assess, you know, how much do they know and, and also try to gauge what is their, you know, real uh, interest level in what I'm trying to tell them. Um, because it can, uh, it can be really hard, um, I think, probably in any, any scientific uh, field. But, you know, in biology, we have a very specific set of words that we use, um, you know, just to describe even sort of what are the basic things to us. Um, you know, it's, it's just a lot of jargon. Um, and so to get into that, to really be able to describe the uh, detailed sort of field that you're, that you're studying, um, it takes a lot of, it can take a lot of backpedaling. And so trying to, trying to like size someone up and figure out, okay, like how much, uh, you know, how in depth should I go and how much do I have to uh, sort of explain in order to just to even get there. All right, so we asked Jennifer to take a listen to a few guests on how language and communication interact with each other and then let us know what she thinks. I thought it was really cool. Okay, for disclaimer purposes, Jennifer was not directed to say that. I really just asked for feedback, but we'll take compliments too. Now the feedback part. I like thinking about um, things that are usually unconscious and, and breaking them down and thinking, oh, like how I do this actually does have an impact. And let me actually think about, try to take a step back and think about, you know, how am I communicating? What is that, uh, you know, permitting to or giving to other people? What kind of impressions and, and, you know, are there ways that I should think about this to, to change the way that I'm perceived? Um, uh, so I think that the, that, you know, sort of this, this topic is a very interesting one. Um, and, you know, I've, I've listened to, to other podcasts before that, you know, kind of break down other elements of language like like vocal fry and um, upspeak and and so this whole area of language and how it how it affects how people perceive you I, I think is really interesting to actually give thought to rather than um, having it just be sort of this automatic thing that you do. Jennifer also pointed out this dance between the speaker and the audience 
doesn't necessarily always need words to be effective, something Tony Eng pointed out early on. Yeah, I think one of the first things that they talked about um, about uh, language that's not just spoken language, um, that being uh, such as in a presentation, I thought was fairly interesting. In terms of a presentation, I always think of it as a two-way presentation, even though it's a two-way conversation, even though I'm the one doing most of the talking. And the medium that I'm using, I'm using words, right? That, you know, you're, you're speaking and you're giving this presentation, but at the same time, the audience is speaking back to you and that that's actually, you know, very important for how, you know, you uh, continue to give this presentation. You know, even though you're the only one speaking, uh, it's really in a way like a two-way conversation. And I, I think I hadn't, you know, really thought about that before and how important it is to perceive your audience when you're, when you're giving a presentation. Um, and it's, it's interesting to think about. Fortunately, the important points David Peterson and Ted Gibson talked about didn't go unnoticed too. I think there were two other things that I that I took away. Um, the first one um, being the will and testim will and testament, um, which I thought at first I was like, "What's will and testament?" Back in during the days of Norman French, you needed to use both so that everybody would understand what you were talking about, even though they meant the same thing. But then when he ex explained it, I thought it was like a kind of a nice little play on words that it's the English word followed by the French word. And um, when you introduce a new word or it could also apply to a new concept to sort of directly after say it in another way, a simpler way that your audience can understand. Um, and, and using that just sort of the first couple of times that you um, introduce a new word, you know, whether it's a piece of jargon or or something that, you know, maybe your audience just isn't familiar with, um, I think is a really good technique to think about um, and, and useful uh, in science especially. Um, another thing that I thought was interesting was uh, the, the reading your audience, um, which is maybe something that, that I thought about before, how you kind of uh, try to to size up who you're talking to and figure out, um, adjust your language for for that person. So depending on what the common ground is, and if I understand what our common ground is, then I will describe things at a very different level depending on what I think my audience knows. It's interesting thinking about how, uh, how you'll speak differently to different people based on what their background knowledge is. Thanks for listening to the Great Communicators podcast brought to you by the MIT Office of Graduate Education. My name is Adam Greenfield, and feel free to talk amongst yourselves. This podcast was written and produced by Adam Greenfield. The executive producer of this podcast is Patrick Yurick. The Great Communicators podcast. The Great Communicators podcast, Grad Comics Live. Grad Comics The Game and the Technically Speaking Comic Book series are part of a professional development initiative called GradX. GradX is, GradX made, possible is made possible by the Office of Graduate Education at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. To find out more, about, find Grad out more about GradX, as well as get access to other episodes of the Great Communicators podcast, go to GR.com.
adx.mit.edu. For more information, for more information and links on the music used in this episode, please see the show notes.